Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Let's go talk about the Lions and that win over the Rams. Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com, DraftWire.com. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. He is standing by and... Jeff, what a what a night, what a game for the team, the franchise, the fans, former players, everybody connected to the Lions. Oh man, it was it was unreal. Uh, some of us are old enough, in fact, to have you know experienced a playoff win before, but it was so long ago. And just the the way that Ford Field was rocking, and Dan Campbell brought it up in his press conference, which just ended not too long ago, talking about how you know an hour before the game. The stadium was shaken, and it just didn't let up the entire day. And uh, I thought he kept it great by saying, "You know, that, that's a game that you will never forget. You will always remember where you were when that happened." And that's uh, that, that's kind of where we're all at as Lions fans right now. Yeah, it, it had been so long. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros heard weekday mornings at six a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, right before the game, he tweeted out. Uh, the crowd chanting Jared Goff. It was deafening. And, again, I think it bothered Stafford because he said, hey, I, I'm happy for the players afterwards. He didn't say I'm happy for the fans. But, uh, yeah, that crowd <laughs> chanting Jared Goff. What, what a night for him across the board. Yep. You could see it in his face. You could hear it in his voice afterwards. That that was a heavy burden having Stafford uh, on your back since the day you arrived in Detroit. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I applaud the fans for, for rallying to it. But I also think I think the Lions players really, really wanted that for Jared. Um, aside from just winning, they, they love that guy and always have. And they've had his back and they they wanted him to know that, you know, this was as important for them to be for him than it was as anything else. And I think that was a big key to the game. They were not going to let Jared Goff be the reason why they didn't win that game. And uh, Goff went out and played fantastic. Uh, the, the first half, he was darn near perfect and turned in a, a great game. Stafford had better numbers, but I do think that if you, if you, you know, just go through how the, the game played out, I think Goff was a little bit more effective. Uh, those red zone stops that the Lions defense got, some of those are on Stafford for, for missing some things. And look, we've seen Stafford blow big games in Detroit before. That was one of the reasons why, you know, one of many, many reasons why the team just didn't quite achieve as much as they could have with him. Uh, Goff got it done. And that's, that's a, it, it's weird to say that Jared Goff, you know, wins the playoff game over Matthew Stafford because you know, the whole teams were involved. But man, it does sure feel like Goff did what he needed to do to, to, exile any of those you know Matthew Stafford comparisons and you know all the oh who got the better of the trade like I, I think both teams are pretty darn happy now now that the you know the Rams got their Super Bowl they got their mission accomplished and, and good for them Jeff the Risden, Lions are, are yeah. where they want to be man yeah, amen <laughs> Jeff Risden Lions Wire Draft Wire follow both on Twitter Facebook online joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign yeah I, I just Everything about that night afterwards where he gave game balls only to Holmes and Goff, I thought that was a message to the team and everybody about the impact of Goff and the impact of Holmes. And uh, you're looking at Gibbs and 
Laporta and Jamo running routes like Collinsworth said, like he's an experienced uh, veteran. And I, I, I agreed with you. I know you tweeted out in the second half. I wasn't liking Ben Johnson's conservative play calling. Maybe there was some rhyme and reason behind it. But if you would have told me 24 hours ago the Lions only score three points in the second half, I would have told you they lost by double digits. But they found a way to hang on. They sure did. And, you know, that last pass at the end, that's why we love Ben Johnson, because he will turn it up and do things that you don't expect. And, you know, sometimes I, I do think that he gets a little cute and you're trying to prove how smart he is sometimes instead of, you know, hammer the ball with David Montgomery when you got a defensive front like that. Like, that's exactly what it calls for. Uh, they didn't really do that all that much, but they got it done. And, and, and again, some of that's golf. Some of that is the offensive line, which played very, very well. I thought that was Taylor Decker's best game in a Lions uniform. Uh, he was phenomenal. You know, they, they they did find ways to get it done. They made plays on defense when they had to. You know, this is a team that we've talked about this. They're not designed to stop you on defense. This is not a team that's going to hold you to one touchdown. This is a team that's going to have to win 24-23, 30-27, those types of games. Their defense can do that, and they did it yesterday. And uh, they can do it again next weekend, too, no matter who they play. Uh, and then we're going to find it out in a little bit. But uh Tell you what, it's great to have, still be talking about Lions football. You know, it's funny. Normally, this time of year, we're talking about draft and, and all that stuff, and nobody wants to hear that right now. And as much as I am an NFL draft freak, I'm, I'm kind of liking this, Bill. Yeah, amen, brother. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter. Joining us here on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line on the huge show across Michigan. So who's the better matchup? You got the mobile quarterback with Hurts. You have Matt Patricia as defensive coordinator. That's worth to, uh, worth at least twenty one for the Lions' offense. Um, you know, Tampa still has a they they have a, one of the tougher defensive units. Lions took care of business in Tampa earlier in the year. Playoff football is different. So Sunday at three, based off of what happens tonight in the final wild card weekend game with Tampa and Philly. Who's a better matchup in Detroit for the Lions to get to the NFC title game? If all things are equal, it's certainly Tampa Bay because the Lions already beat them, and the way that they play, look, what's the Lions' biggest weakness? You can throw deep over the top. Baker Mayfield stinks at that, even with the receivers that he's got. We saw that the first time around, so that matchup is really good. But the Philadelphia Eagles are a bottom-10 team in the last month and a half. They're playing some really bad football. They're without A.J. Brown right now. I'm not sure he would be back for next week either. If they happen to win, uh, you have to worry about, about Jalen Hurts and his mobility because that is a real problem. But their defense has given up. Uh, their, their defensive front is getting pushed around. I like the Lions against either of these. But, again, because because they beat Tampa Bay and the way that, that Tampa Bay plays – I think that's a little bit of an easier matchup. But again, nobody's easy. This, this you're going to be playing a team that won a playoff game. You cannot take that lightly. But the same same's true for the team that's coming to Detroit. Like they can't take Detroit lightly. Uh, they, it, it, this is a good football team, and I think that's one of the things that, that I really took away from last night. The Lions proved that they're a good football team from top to bottom. When was the last time we could say that? It's been a very, very long time. Probably before I was even born. Uh, probably before my dad was was out of diapers. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a very long, painful ride, and I think we're finally getting to the point where we can have some confidence in this team. 
Don't you know, I, I like to pre-write endings. I never felt like I had to write anything other than the Lions winning that game last night. Even when you know the Rams were making their little bit of a comeback, it just never felt like the, the Lions had lost control of the game. And that's that's a very rare feeling, especially in the postseason. Most complete Lions team I've ever seen, and nothing against Lomas and Herman Moore and Barry and that crew, but they had issues at quarterback. They had a great line, had great running backs, great receivers. Defense was solid, but they had issues at quarterback. Wayne Fonts was not a great coach, and the front office was still squirrely, as was ownership. Now you take Sheila Hamp into Brad Holmes and the Dan Campbell into on-the-field leadership with guys like Goff and Anzalone and a young leader in Hutch uh, and coordinators. You know, Aaron Glenn, uh, defense played well with those three red zone stops. Ben had the balls he call to St. Brown to ice the game. Across the board, the Lions have never had this ever in franchise history where there's not a weakness in the organization. Maybe you could use one more speed edge rusher in a shutdown corner, but that's about it. Yeah, and, and now we're getting to the point where you're finding the flaws like, oh, San Francisco, well, their offensive line isn't all that good. They don't have a lot of depth there. You know, Philadelphia, they're old. Their their cornerbacks are given. Like, you're finding that not every team is perfect. Every team has its flaws. It's a case of managing your flaws. The Lions do a really good job of doing that. And I think Aaron Glenn deserves some credit for that. I think Ben Johnson deserves some credit for that. Uh, Dan Campbell uniting people around that. But this is, you know, it, it's now it's do they have the ability to focus on the next game, the next task at hand? Dan Campbell was very big and, and emphatic and reiterated that point several times in his press conference. He's not going to let them get too excited about this win. And I think that's the right approach to have because I have seen teams, uh, I got a Browns team that won a, a playoff game in Pittsburgh, came out the next week, and uh, just didn't quite have enough to, to be a Chiefs team. Uh, the rest didn't help in that either. But uh, yeah, you, you got to keep rolling and understand that the mission is not done yet. This is a team that can win next weekend and can win the following weekend too if they if they are lucky enough to get there. The, the, the mission is not over, and I'm very glad that, that Campbell is hammering that point home. Yeah, home game Sunday at three against either Philly, Tampa, or Tampa, whoever wins tonight. If the Packers on Saturday night will continue uh, their miracle road run and eliminate the 49ers, that means the Lions would go into kickoff against either the Bucks or the Eagles, knowing with a W that they would host the NFC Championship game in downtown Detroit. My Lord. That sounds great. And by the way, the Packers can do that. I do not like being the number one seed and playing a team that's hot coming off of a win and you just sat there. And they sat there the week before that, too, and didn't play their starters. I I like Green Bay to win that game, quite frankly. And uh, they're playing great. But wouldn't that be great to have a Packers-Lions game in Ford Field for the right to go to the Super Bowl? That's uh, If we told anybody that at the beginning of the season, we all would have taken that. Absolutely. Yeah, not based on what the Packers did the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, though. You think about... What the Packers have done, uh, Matt LaFleur, total coaching domination over McCarthy. And now McCarthy may be in trouble. They may not re-sign Dak Prescott. So uh, I did not see uh, Green Bay hanging (laughs) almost 50 on the Cowboys. Didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I I did think they would win, but I didn't think it would be like that. That was was embarrassing. That was a butt kicking. Nobody's going to cry for that. That was one of those weird ones where, like, 
most people who are Lions fans despise both the Packers and the Cowboys, and it was sort of a case of, well, who do we root for in this one other than you know mutual chaos? And uh, I think it was nice to see the Cowboys get bounced because that means you get a game at home. And uh, again, the Lions at home with that the crowd the way it was last night, it'll be real tough for anybody to pick against them again. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Twitter, Facebook, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line, talking about the Lions win last night over the Rams. Jeff, good stuff. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Sounds great. Thank you.